You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, tea drinker. I'm drinking tea, and you're not. Pizza eater. I had pizza before this, and you didn't. What? I had olive and pepperoni pizza. And uh, and uh, my favorite traffic sign obeyer, <laughs> Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to his friend Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Um, when I ate meat, that used to be my go-to pepperoni black olive. Boom, girl, girl, we could have had some times back yeah. there when I ate meat. It's okay to have a cat. He called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Come on, Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action partner. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> no. Now, Dave, this is a small up. Small up. November seventeenth, eighteen seventy six. Okay, we haven't done a small up in a while. Yeah, we're rusty. Um, Rutherford nephew. What? <laughs> I'm Mister Nephew. I'm Doctor Uncle. It was born in the District of Columbia. Okay. Uh, he uh, was named after Rutherford B. Hayes, who at the time of his bir- of, of Rutherford nephew's birth was waiting to find out the results of the presidential election. So sorry, but wait, Rutherford election. B. Hayes was his uncle? No, he was just named after him. You just think it was his uncle because his last name is nephew. Uh, They're how not am I related. Already confused, and we're under two sentences because, fully in. because his name is so fucked up. Uh, they're name, not related. His name again? Rutherford nephew. He's aimed after Rutherford B. Hayes, president. Okay. To be, yeah. Who's his dad's It brother. didn't start well for gotcha. a guy with your brain. Well, I mean, you know, and then if you add in that drug use in high school and college, it just sort of... Uh-oh. Dave's losing the hoodie. Uh, his, yeah. uh, his parents were French-Canadian. Uh, Rufus had two brothers and two sisters. Rufus did? Uh, sorry, Rutherford. <laughs> okay, gee, buddy, you just got me to handle what's happening. Um, his father had found uh, had uh, gone into the Civil War in the Vermont Volunteers, so he was up in Vermont, I guess, and he jumped into the war with those boys. Rutherford uncle's father. Rutherford nephew's dad. Rutherford nephew's dad. Right. Shit. I didn't think this would be much as a problem as it clearly is going to be. Uh, sorry. So during the war, he was uh, protecting uh, DC with with the in the battle there, and ended up uh, with a very serious lung disorder. I couldn't figure out what it was, but I assume he got after he was in. Can we get anything? Could you invent uh, something? No, I guess you know, I bet he he was probably near uh, a fire uh, smoke situation, uh, and breathed it in, and that'll yeah, that'll mess up your black lungs. lung, uh, sad lung. <laughs> Uh, so after he's in and out of hospitals around D.C. for years, the family stayed in D.C. after the war, but not going well. The marriage ends before Rutherford's born. Right? Okay, sure. So uh, when Rutherford's eight months old, he was baptized, um, but St. Joseph's Catholic Church screwed up and accidentally- We, it's, we did Church of Satan. And <laughs> accidentally uh, baptized him Rufus' nephew. 
Okay, so that's, that's why you're... I said Rufus. Okay, so, Rufus, Rufus nephew. So he's baptized Rufus nephew accidentally. Well, it would just be so crazy for us to go to God and see if he could undo that. <laughs> do you mind if he just sticks with Rufus? I apologize. What do you mean his name's Rutherford? Um, so they it just it kind of stuck. Sure, um, as it does. His dad's health kept deteriorating, and then his dad died on February 22nd, 1881, Rufus was just four and a half years old. Okay. So not much is known about the life of young Rufus. At some point in the early 1890s, his mom moved the family to Chicago. Okay. Uh, but it doesn't sound like Rufus was with her, uh, because records of his life in Arizona start to pop up at that point. Okay. He also had a new name. <laughs> well, um, okay. Totally Second understand. Second new name. Totally Was it Rutherford? <laughs> So understandable. Yeah. The most understandable name change in the history of people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he is now going by Jim Thomas. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the other route. He's a teenager at the time, so people in Arizona start JT. calling him Kid Thomas. Interesting tweak. Sure. Sure. Kid Thomas. Yeah. Uh, that didn't last long, though. Uh, Jim explained how his new nickname came to be. Quote, I used to like tobacco right well. And when I was just a kid, I lit into the camp of the hash knife outfit in northern Arizona and was going on the roundup for a month. So I just laid in a supply of tobacco, 12 pounds of Climax tied in a gunny sack and a full bar tied to my saddle. What? Handy as a rifle in deer country. At the end of 25 days, when I had chewed every leaf of that tobacco, there wasn't a puncher in their outfit that wasn't calling me. Climax Jim. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Okay, Climax. Let's back up a little here. Okay, so he got a big thing. That's the thing of chewing tobacco that he got. So he got a huge brick of chewing tobacco. And because he chewed so much of it, his nickname was Climax? Yeah, because that's the name of the the chewing tobacco, Climax. 25 pounds of it. He chewed chewed 25 25 pounds of tobacco. That's, oh no, sorry, 12. Okay, 12. Oh, still, still insane. Still. Insane. Way too much tobacco. Yeah. Like he's showing off at that point. Well, they named him after the brand. <laughs> he wasn't named after it until after he did it all. Here's, here's also a bunch of stuff, Climax stuff. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. <laughs> so he now he's known as Climax Jim. When Jim was just- Climax Plug? Uh-oh. One of them's called Climax Plug. That's for something else. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, that's a. She's wearing a hot little outfit. Well, back then, you know, you could draw women wearing it. <laughs> when Jim was just seventeen, he was arrested for selling a dozen stolen cows to a slaughterhouse. Okay, um, but the Adobe Jail had a flaw. The Adobe Jail? Yeah. You, what was the flaw? You... Water made a hole. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that night, Jim was able to dig out using a pocket knife. <laughs> okay, so he seriously is in an adobe. How did he do it? Well, he cut through the walls like all the other guys, sir. Uh, just a few months later, on July 4th. That's eight, him? 18, yeah. On 18, July 4th, 1894, he stole a horse. Okay. There he is. Sure. Um, but County Sheriff John Rimrock Thompson, everyone's got a nickname. Okay. Uh, caught up uh, with Jim in Pleasant Valley and started the journey. You Rufus uncles, I'm Rimrock. <laughs> started the journey to take Jim uh, to the jail in Globe, which I assume is a city. <laughs> what is happening? It's terrible things. Uh, okay. Taking more than a day, uh, they camp for the night. 
Sheriff Thompson chained uh, Climax Jim to a post. Okay. Not a good move. Jim broke a link in the chain and took off on foot. Okay. The next morning, Sheriff Thompson set about hunting Jim down, which took a while. He was captured a few miles away and this time taken all the way to jail. Okay. What was this jail made out of ice? Well, Jim, Climax Jim was stuck in the jail for a couple of months until he got his hand on a spoon and used it to remove the mortar from around enough bricks to make a big hole to crawl through. Wow. <laughs> Again, the luxury of first. <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. No, man. That was when you could spoon out of a jail. I mean, truly, that was like before they were like, oh, no. Don't give him a spoon. Oh, bugger. Um, so locals there gave him the nickname The Spoon Kid. Uh, wait, okay, so we have, <laughs> we call him Climax Spoony Uncle. Nephew. Shit. Uh, so off Jim, off, off Jim goes. He escapes. Uh, he stole a horse to make his getaway. He rode the horse hard until it gave out, and then he stole another horse and kept riding. Climax rode the horse hard. That's right. Gotcha. He was caught uh, just before he got to Benson. For the horse stealing and the escape, he was sentenced to one year in prison. He did not escape from Yuma Territorial Prison and served his entire time. Okay. That's right. The day he was released- Making me with his damn hands. That's right. The day he was released, he walked out to discover a sheriff was waiting to take him to jail- How you doing? You're under arrest again. For previously stealing a horse on an Indian reservation. Okay. This time he was sentenced to six months in the Penal County Jail, and he was released in 1896. Now, Climax Jim managed to steer clear of the law for two years okay. until June 1898 when Deputy Joe Bargeman arrested him for stealing cattle. Okay, so he's got a pattern. The sheriff took him to St. John's Jail. Now, that didn't last long. While the deputy and another man were eating dinner, Jim picked the lock on the cell door, stole the deputy's horse, and rode off. Good Lord. So they are just He's the fucking peak best. In competence. He's the best. But that's amazing. Well, he picked a lock. That's pretty good. Who do thinks he's going to pick a dude, lock? Dude, come on. With the dinner, this is like, I mean, this is movie stuff. Again, it's first. This is movie stuff? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Climax uh, Jim had a reputation as a lock picker. After he was locked in a cell, he would tell the sheriff that he planned to bust out before morning. What? And the next morning, he would be gone. Damn it! One time, he picked a lock, sat in the sheriff's chair, and smiled at the lawman when he showed up for work the next morning. <laughs> well, I do. I told you. <laughs> yeah. They don't call me Climax Jim for nothing. Also, I came on the chair. So then, well, Climax? Oh, wait. Yep. Makes sense. Hello. <laughs> well, you're rooming with Orgasmorny. Oh, good Lord. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so Jim was now getting famous for all his escapes. One newspaper wrote, quote, Climax Jim is easily the most slippery jailbird in the Southwest. Another wrote, it is an old saying that the third time is the charm, but Climax... By the way, that's not the saying. That's not. The third time is the charm. (laughs) (laughs) You know how they say it. That early bird, well, he's most likely catching that word. (laughs) The third time is the charm, gentlemen. Well, you're reading extra words paper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, It's so smooth. It is an old saying that the third time is the charm, but (laughs) Climax has been arrested and tried about 47 times, and he has always succeeded in getting in the clear. Okay. Um, Climax Jim was getting so well-known in the area that he had business cards. Wow. What? 
It just says a, it's just a PO box, Clifton, Arizona. Who's trying to get in touch with him besides authority? Uh, Rufus nephew. He's going with his official. Rufus nephew. It's going with his official. Climax, Jim. <laughs> so uh, the idea with the PO box is just fan mail, I guess. I don't know exactly what that is. Well, what for. are you handing your card out for if your whole thing Every, is getting out of jail? Everything I read was like, I don't know why you'd have a business card. But <laughs> okay. Maybe he just, you know, you know, you, you do a job, you hand someone your card, or maybe when you break out of jail, you leave your card. Love that. Love that move. Right, Big man. Fan of that. Um. On New Year's Day... If you'd like to blow me in person, meet me at P.O. Box. If you'd like to blow me in person? P.O. Box 818. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh... Lost my place. Oh, boy. Stall. Stall. Uh, Stall. You know, uh, Dave, I think if... uh, You know know what's uh, funny nowadays is... um, Uh You know what I – here's something funny. Uh, you know, the other day I was in a lift. You ever been in one of these? Uh-huh. These guys, this guy, he's not from here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm talking to the guy. Yeah. And, uh, and the guy's talking to me. Yeah. And uh, he's not from here. Uh-huh. And uh, we're talking. Uh-huh. And um, – Okay. I got it. Okay. We're good. Oh. That was great. That was great. <sighs> yeah. You're what's known as an improv genius. Well, they, they, call, they call me Riffus for a reason. They call you improv Jim. Uh, that's the reason they call... On New Year's Day, 18... 18- oh, wait! Uh, uh, the uh, 12 items or less checkout line. Boy, they're not enforcing that, are they? <laughs> okay, go ahead, scamp. On New Year's Day, 1899, Jim was arrested for burning brands. Burning brands, so meaning that's he's when, branding other people's yeah, cattle? Yeah, so he steals, uh, he steals cattle, and then he, he changes the brand so it looks like his brand. Probably a really fun process for the cows. Double branding? Uh, they're usually the second brand. They're like, I didn't want to be in the fraternity. Yeah. No, rebrand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I never wanted to join Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. And there's a, a rebranding. Yeah, a that's rebranding fun. sucks. Uh, original branding, also not that great. No. That's what um, Spike TV just went through. Go ahead, keep it. <laughs> Took me a minute. Uh, so he's 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 you know rebranding. Um, he gets caught. Lasts about six weeks in jail before he and three other convicts escaped on foot. Uh, they kick through the walls. Didn't say how they got out. Okay, I'm gonna go lockpick. Um, they were caught a few days later. Uh, three weeks later, the local blacksmith was called to put Jim in Jim in leg shackles. Okay. Uh, two days after that, one of the jailers noticed that the leg shackles were broken. Don't touch it. I love you. Um, that the leg shackles. For the listeners, that's going to sound a little crazy. The, the leg shackles were broken. Okay. Um, so before he did anything, he, so he calls the blacksmith to come back to fix them. But before the blacksmith get there, gets there, Jim climbs over the wall and escapes. Sorry, so he had them on. So a a, a blacksmith comes and puts shackles on shackles, him, leg shackles, right? Yeah, and then two days later, the jailer calls. sees that the leg shackles are broken, right? So he calls for the blacksmith to come back and fix them. Within that time, he jumps the fence. But he jumps the fence okay. and run. But um, they had a guy waiting on the other side of the wall. Oh, so. okay, smart. <laughs> Finally. So he was but arrested. But did he break the leg shackles? Is that uh, what Yeah, he must have. And then so he's just keeping them on to be like, I'm yeah. waiting for my time. <laughs> yeah, he okay. must have. So they caught him uh, a few minutes later. Sure, still, good run. Yeah. Um, a friend posts bail for him. 
uh, this time. So he gets out and immediately steals some cattle from a cattle company. He's got a bit of a problem. The cattle were unguarded at the time. He just saw a bunch of cows out there. <laughs> oh, man. So he said he was just being friendly yeah. and hurting the cows until the new owner was Boy, found. Boy, this is like <laughs> if there was a cops, this would have been on cops back then. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing? Oh, officer, it's not what it looks like. No, no, no. I'm just herding these five cattle because I couldn't find their owner. That's the equivalent of, well, no, my buddy just lost his keys and said that if I jump-started it, then I could take it. Well, I don't remember my buddy's name. Um, is that him? Yeah, it's him around this time. He looks like he That's a pretty is great shot. Dave Grohl. Yeah, he looks... One of the Foo Fighters. Um, so, uh, so he's cruising around with uh, these cows. Apparently, he just keeps going looking for this owner, because pretty soon he's herded them all the way to New Mexico. Still well, can't far find, away from still the owner. Can't find the owners. Is he calling them? He's whole looking. Time? He's, well, you can't call. Who are you going to call? You just got to run around going. Did anybody know these cows? Anybody? Did these look familiar to anybody? Uh, I'm starting to think I'm going to have to have them. When he got to New Mexico, he formed the Star Bar Circle Cattle Company. He was president, uh, superintendent, range boss, wrangler, round cookup, and the board of directors. Sure. Okay. So he handled a lot of the business. How did he work with himself? Well. <laughs> Yeah, he okay, was really good. good. He made a lot of good meals for himself. Okay, good. Sometimes there's a little bit of yelling. Sure. Um, we have another birthday in the office. But the range boss of the actual cattle company he took them from uh, was following on the trail of missing cows. He also, knowing who Climax Jim was, notified uh, the sheriff in Apache County to look for Climax Jim. Okay. Who was arrested and taken back to Arizona. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, you should see one he's of He's a bit of a troubled youth. Um, he's not great. He's got some issues. So this is the this is one of the jails that he was in. Oh, it's nice that they uh, labeled it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I feel like I could break out of this. It looks like he's got holes in it. Yeah, like a lot. Uh, so so he's taken back to Arizona. Apparently, he, Climax Gym smelled quite bad uh, because the lawman decided he needed a bath. Great. Oh, uh, this better be a tactic. So he had his clothes taken off, and he was given a bar of soap and a brush, and then they put him in a horse trough. Okay, sure, as one does. Now, next to a horse trough, there was a horse. But he... D- <laughs> so naked Climax Jim jumped on and just galloped off. <laughs> wow, shit! <laughs> when you watch him? Well, our biggest mistake was assuming he wouldn't do this nude. Now, how the fuck does that not hurt? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. My balls, my balls, my balls, my balls, my balls, my balls. There's a man named Climax saying my balls on a (laughs) stolen horse through town. (laughs) Yes, he's naked. Yes, he's naked. Uh, It is said that he rode through two towns completely naked. Okay. So clothes are not a priority. I mean, he's hitting the ground like a Terminator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need any of that shit. Nude, figure out clothes later. Uh, He's arrested again later that year. So he was on the lamb for a while with that shit. He was on the horse for a while, too. Um, this time he went to trial. Sure. Uh, here's the courthouse. It's always fun. When Is you it just going to be labeled like shit. another kid's town adventure? Courthouse. It looks like a courthouse. Sure. Uh, so uh, he, uh, he produces witnesses who swore the crime had been committed in Apache County. Okay. And he was acquitted. And then he was immediately arrested in Apache County for stealing the same cattle. Okay, so, so then Jim Jim produced witnesses who swore the still crime had been committed in Graham County, and he was acquitted. Wow, <laughs> that's how you do it. 
<laughs> he's the fucking best. Uh, in 1902, he showed off his safe-cracking abilities when a Clifton storekeeper ordered a burglar-proof safe. That's where he lives, right? Climax Jim happened to be there when the safe arrived, so he started fiddling with the dial. A crowd gathered, and after 30 minutes, he opened the door. Wow. So he's fucking got some game. How is he doing it? I, I just think he's one of those guys. He has smart? a skill. Uh, he makes shit happen. This is, he's starting to look pretty sweet. As he gets oh, over. he looks a little bit like, uh, what's his name, uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Well, he's got the mustache. Well, I mean, really, when you say someone looks like Sam Elliott, aren't you just saying they have a big, bushy mustache? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they look good in a hat and have a big, bushy mustache. Uh, Climax Jim continued getting arrested and escaping for years. In 1907, he was on trial for uh, altering a check. Okay. During the trial, the lawyers got into a rather intense argument. While everyone was focused on the argument, Jim wandered over and picked up the check from the prosecutor's desk and put it in his mouth because he already had a big wad of chewing tobacco. Okay. So he just shoved it in so everyone, no one noticed because the argument was going on. S- wh- who's arguing? Like wrestlers? The lawyers. The lawyers are yelling at each other. And he walks over to evidence and puts the check in his tobacco mouth. It's on the prosecutor's table, so he just grabs it and crams it in his mouth. This might just be a case of either he's invisible or confident. After order was restored to the court, the trial continued. Now, where, the, where, where the hell's that check? At some point, the judge asked to see the evidence. I'd like to see this check, please. But no one could find it. Jim, do you have it? Jim just sat there chewing his tobacco slash evidence. <laughs> And he was found not guilty due to a lack of evidence. Okie dokie. Okay. Legend was it that as he left the courtroom, he spit the check into the judge's spittoon. Nice. I don't believe that. That's what you take issue with? Yeah. Dude ate a check. You're worried about where he spit it? Jim had a uh, a longtime lady friend. Sure. uh, And they married in 1907. Her name was Virginia Gonzalez. Okay. The marriage was briefly delayed when he was arrested and and then escaped. Sure. (laughs) Well, he had a marriage to get to. Uh, marriage did not last long. They were soon divorced, and he was on his way to his next wife. Hey, hey how long until he was saying, I want to go back to jail, and I'm not talking about that marriage? Hello! <laughs> and he married a relative named Gertrude Nephew. He married a relative also named Nephew? <laughs> the nephews were relatives? That sounds obvious. Uh, how is he related to her? Uh, I don't know. It must be cousin or something. So cousin. I'd like you to meet the nephews. They're cousins. I mean, you could marry a cousin back then. I don't know if you. I bet some places you still can. But you. Oh, you, you can. No, totally. believe me, I've googled it a bunch. You can marry cousins. <laughs> I think there's seven states where you can still do a cousin marriage. Yeah, I'm always googling that. Yeah. Um, they got married in 1910 and had a son, Stanley. Uh, Stanley was not healthy. They moved to San Diego and had two daughters. So Jim got out of the, when he had kids and a wife, he got out of the, he hung up the the crime business and he, and he got into the well digging business. Okay. Um, and then in September, 1921, he was digging a well and it collapsed and he died. Oh, geez. He should have stuck to crime. Jesus. So this dude is just the first hacker. Uh, Okay. Don't okay me. Don't <laughs> Don't placate me. I hate being placated. Oh yeah, you want to see his grave? Here's sure, his grave I've always wanted to see his grave. There's his gravestone. 
What, is it in? Rubis looks like it's Matthew. Russian. It's so old. Yeah, it's all old and. Wow. It's even got a little piece chipped out of it where he's probably trying to dig out of the grave. Yeah. Break one last breakout. Oop, did I do that? Oh yep. boy. Anyway, he didn't make it. That's a fun. That's a nice, fun little small up, Dave. Thank you. Fun little small up for the people. Forty four, forty. Hmm. But in those years, what? Oh, I guess nineteen twenty one. But what, what's the life expectancy back then? It's got to be more than. Uh, it's got to be more than forty five. Maybe it isn't though. I mean, I bet it's more than that, but not by much. In the nineteen twenties, yeah, you got to have another ten or fifteen. I'd say fifty five. 5560. I mean, it's before Social Security, so people are uh, just eating their own feet to live at that age. Well, well, in five years, we'll be back. Oh, yeah, we're heading right back there because we got to get rid of that because yeah. that's, that's not helping people at all. Uh oh. <laughs> I let daddy's fuse again. <laughs> it's so easy to do. I just got to go a little negative, and you'll be like, let's party. Uh, all right. Uh, you can uh, follow Gareth on uh, Twitter, Reynolds Gareth, uh, we and have, Instagram. Uh, we have a do- the dollop uh, on Instagram. Yep. Uh, I'm on Instagram, Dave underscore Anthony underscore dollop uh, podcast show dates. Dollop podcast. Uh, that's our dot com, and then we're on Facebook. We have a, a subreddit, the dollop, uh, all that stuff. People talk in there about stuff, and some, sure, sometimes I ban them. Sure. Uh, as you're as you're ought to do, David. Yep. Don't talk shit. All right. Good night. We sign jars. What? <laughs>oh hey there everybody it's gareth you know from this uh this podcast uh listen i've got some stand-up shows i'm inviting the garmy the gareth army to join me for i will be in fort collins colorado august 18th and august 19th i will be in minneapolis minnesota august 24th through august 26th at acme i will be going to the uk in september please join me i will be in glasgow september 13th london september 15th Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th, and then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th, Adelaide, November 16th, Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 